Hey everyone, welcome to The Elephant on the Couch. The judgment-free podcast where we address the elephant in the room, get it on the couch, and start the conversation. I'm Tanya. And I'm Dulce. Join us. Let's Let's get get uncomfortable. Hello everyone, welcome Welcome back back to The Elephant on the Couch. Episode ooh, three. Ooh, ooh, episode. Ooh, ooh. Oh yes, episode three. Season three. <laughs> Is there like a weird number thing? Three, 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 three. Don't start. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe. So we are now with the guest. <laughs> Our second guest. Yes. Podcast. Um, we last week we were talking about um. Self-care, self-care and, and the power of your thoughts and positivity, right? Like, like right. touched on that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so we got into deep into the rabbit hole when it came to <laughs> Yeah, so we started thinking, yeah, cause, exactly, because I was talking to myself about how, um, how I'm working, I'm trying to be more intentional about focusing on the positive and praying for peace rather than happiness like you, like you i think you say you were focusing more like on happiness and really that was your goal and i said it was more like peace so then after the episode we continue to have our conversation so we wanted to follow up on that and yeah. invite someone that has more knowledge than we do yeah <laughs> so um with us today is a very close friend of mine her name is tania lopez Cepero. uh we've been friends for over five years now? A long time. A long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember I told you I have a few friends and the few that I have, I like stick to forever? Exhibit B. Because you're exhibit A. Who's <laughs> just sitting currently in a sandwich of Tanya's. Right <laughs> have Tanya Otiveros on one side, Tanya Lopez but on the other. Yep. Yep, yep. Dulce in between two Tanyas. A Aww. tale of love. <laughs> That's going to be the title for today's episode. <laughs> So down. Don't sit in the middle of Titania. Oh, sounds like a romance, crazy lesbian stuff. <laughs> of, course. of course, you speak it there. So um, I want to pass pass it over to Tanya so she can introduce herself, give us a little bit of background on the 120 million titles she has, <laughs> um, and and then we can start asking away. Yeah. Yeah, so hi, I'm Tania. Thank you for having me here. Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor. Um, I'm also an energy worker. So I have, I've, I've taken different certifications and different um, type of training. So I'm a Reiki master teacher. I'm also um, an emotion code and body code practitioner. I'm an emotional freedom technique practitioner. Um, I use law of attraction when I do life coaching. So I have a lot of different types of trainings, um, in regards to energy work. So I just summarize it with, I'm an energy worker. <laughs> <laughs> like all those years of training yes. in 20 seconds. Right. That's my 20 second elevator pitch. Your elevator. That was going to say when Dulce said, I was like, give us your elevator pitch. Like who is Tanya? Yes. And I'm originally from Puerto Rico. I've been living here in Arizona for about 18 years. Um, but I'm born and raised in Puerto Rico, um, and currently I work in a group practice doing counseling with kids and teens and young adults, but then I also do energy work um, on the side, and that's my more of my passion, doing energy work. Nice. How and many years have you been doing counseling? Um, I've been 
about 11 years. Oh, wow. oh, that's a long time. Yes, it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a licensed professional counselor, yes, right? That means right. that you're independent, no more supervision. Yes, you can pretty and much... Independently licensed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that means for you guys that are listening and don't have like the background in licensing and behavioral health, that means that she has enough experience, supervised already, client contact to be on her own. Yes. Yes. A lot of training and education. and Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. A lot of years. <laughs> Both yeah. Tanya, Ontiveros, and I are in the process of getting there eventually. Very slowly. You will get there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a lot of work. I mean, going through the master's and then getting the licensed associate counseling and then doing two years of supervised work and then getting the license, independent license. Yeah. yeah, so the fact that she went through all of that to do to get her LPC and was committed enough to do more training on the side to do this energy work mm -hmm. tells you what you need to know about Tanya as far <laughs> as like her level of commitment. <laughs> a lot of people are just like, man, I'm done with school and I can't wait to get this over with in my hours for my license yeah. and then bah, be done. Yeah. Yet you're still like, oh no, I want one more training and then yeah. another one and then another one. Yeah, I've always been curious and like to learn a lot of different things. So as soon as I, you know, got my independent licensure, then and as I discovered energy work, um, then I just became, I just fell in love with it. So I've been just learning all these different type of modalities, mm -hmm. um, and still currently on the having a taking a different training and a different type of modality even now. Oh wow! So like every day, <laughs> never stop learning. She's busy. Exactly. She's busy. Yes. So that's a good segue because you had that question of how. Yeah, how did you that. how did you get into cuz I think the expectation mm -hmm. F expectations, but the ex, the general expectation is you you finally get your independent license and then you open your own practice and then that's mm -hmm. like oh for us, right? I think like yeah. that's what majority, I'm not going to say all of them, but majority of therapists or social workers or counselors or shrinks or whatever you're going to call us wants <laughs> to get to, right? So, um, but you decided to go on a different route. Mm -hmm. What led you to energy work or Reiki? Yeah, so, I mean, it, as I was, after I studied counseling and as I was working on it, I, there's a lot of pieces, right, that, that I love about it. But I've, I always thought there was a missing piece that in sessions we don't, we don't address. Um, and it all starts with my personal, you know, the, the, usually things start with our own struggles, right? So mm -hmm. from since I was 18 to my early 30s, I had, I had a lot of different health conditions and a lot of different, um, just I, every three months I was sick pretty much. And I was going through a lot of different specialists. I was following everything doctors would tell me, taking all kinds of medications, and I was getting worse. And so I got to that point where I, I kind of said, you know, I'm tired of living like this. The doctors keep telling me that this is all there is, is take a whole bunch of pills for the rest of my life. And mm -hmm. I was getting worse. So I got to the point where I said, uh, there has to be something else. And so I, I kept hearing about um, emotional freedom techniques, tapping, and it kept coming up and coming up in different conversations and different, you know, websites and and. I've learned to when when I have this when something keeps coming up and I have this like strong urge to nudge to go towards something I've learned to follow my intuition mm -hmm. so that's what I learned okay there, if this keeps coming up there has to be something here that I need to learn from it and so I got trained on emotional freedom techniques um, but as I started training on it that's how I started learning about energy work 
and that's what compl- that's what I think was when I realized I was a missing piece that we don't often address in therapy. We address, you know, our thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Some of our beliefs, but there's that energy part that is often missed. And so when I, as I started learning more about it, I, I, I said, this is it. This is the part that we often miss that even though energy is around us and we interact with energy every day, we're not used to thinking about it that way. And the more I learned about it, the more not only it helped me in my my all my medical you know conditions, but even it helped me stay more grounded. It helped me with you know different symptoms of anxiety that I had. It helped me with a lot of different things. Things that therapy like it it helped, but it got it it fell short up to a, a point. Mm. And so the energy work just kept going like in that next level type of thing. Mm-hmm. It sounds like almost as if like with therapy and and we're talking talk therapy, right? Like when we talk counseling Mm -hmm. whatever the way that you're describing it like in my head like i'm visualizing almost like through the talk there's a point that you reach almost like a wall Mm -hmm. and like the energy sounds like it gets to a deeper level Mm -hmm. of something that maybe sometimes we can't even Mm -hmm. put our finger on what it could be but doing it through energy you're able to Mm-hmm. get to that Connect other all layer those that other layer yeah, the layers. Right. there you go right because we have the physical the mental the emotional but we also have the en- the energetic mm. you know yeah. spiritual mm-hmm. spiritual but the energetic one is the one that we often we often miss mm-hmm. um and so there's a lot of ways that you can um heal and a lot of ways that you can yeah a lot of ways that you can heal just through energy work which is a lot more subtle and kind of easier and and with talk therapy you can get there but it might might be a lot longer mm-hmm. you know to get to that point I think um, that's one of the barriers that I that I find in therapy regularly is that in order for you to get to like the deep core belief system number one you have to be willing to do it and mm-hmm. it's not just like yeah I want to go to therapy and let me pay hundreds of dollars for it but it's like literally being able to be okay with being at that level of vulnerability Mm -hmm. because those thoughts and those emotions are super uncomfortable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think it also requires a really 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 high sense of self-awareness that 95 percent of the people are not in tune with like and i'm not sitting here talking about i'm the five percent that is in tune because in therapy i'm realizing that i'm not that i'm actually very disengaged um but that i think what we miss a lot of times you know there's the first session with your client and and this is coming up as a therapist and you just feel the ugh in them like you know you get into session and you just feel the yuckiness right and you're like oh there's this this feeling like and we're comfortable with feelings and we try to address it but we can't really do it like we can't be like oh you walked in here and there's yuckiness going on with you (laughs) like what's going on right like you you kind of have to like get very literal literal to kind of address it and we still don't so i think with energy work it really opens the door to being like oh i feel some sort of energy walking in what's going on can we you know and and i think culturally the primary of my caseload being Latinos, I can comfortably talk about energy a little bit more mm-hmm. um, just because I think it's pretty typical for us to talk like, hay las vibras, you know, las malas vibras or the bad vibes or the positive vibes. It's, it, it, and, and you can talk about problems and being like, I can just, I feel something's going on, mm-hmm. right? But it, it's not mainstream, I guess. Right. And that's when you 
hit and, the wall. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like energy work just explain energy just understanding more of it explained for me why I why I often react in certain ways. Being empathic and mm-hmm. not you know sometimes I would have different sensations in my body and I didn't know I was picking up on other people's stuff. You know we all have. We all have these antennas, you know, throughout our bodies where we pick up stuff. So even right here where we're sitting down, our our, our energies are interacting with each other, you know. Um, Hopefully I won't mess you up. <laughs> no, you won't. The more you work on your energy. I apologize and it's... in advance for my yuckiness pouring onto your cup. But you see, it, it helps explain why you why sometimes you feel the way you feel. Yeah. If you go to a room True. and you know you automatically feel like that, ah, oh, there's something going on here. You know, that's probably because you're picking up on energy. That's mm-hmm. uh, you know whether there's tension, whether that's exactly. awkwardness of people mm-hmm. arguing, or there's something going on. Mm-hmm. So it kind of explained a lot of that those missing pieces for me of why I was reacting in certain ways, even in sessions, um, or just in general. Like I remember when. Um, just going through when Puerto Rico had the hurricane, um, Huracan Mar- El, Huracan Maria. Maria. Mm-hmm. I remember I had all these different sensations in my body, and I was picking up on like all the the fear, the collective fear from you know uh, people back home. And I was have like I just felt like I was having panic attacks, and there was nothing in my life going on. It was mm-hmm. like probably woke up like at three in the morning, and something like that. And when I when I saw on Facebook, it was where the the worst of the hurricane was passing by at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just and because I've I've had these different things going on through life, it kind of explained how you know how everything is energy. And the more we understand that, then it's easier to not not just not take things as personal. But also how to, how how to how to release stuff that isn't yours because a lot of times we pick stuff that isn't ours and we kind of take it as ours. Mm-hmm. We kind of absorb stuff, you know. So the more we, you know that doesn't belong to me, I can just release it. You know what I mean? And that way you keep that way you can keep your energy stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the big part to that is the 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 releasing piece because in therapy we we name this secondary trauma, mm-hmm. right? Like we come up with these like evidence-based practices quote-unquote so for those of you who are not involved in therapy or aware of what this means it means that a bunch of people with money also known as a university decides to do studies on a number of people and they call it something like Mm -hmm. secondary trauma and then they track these symptoms and they say see this does exist Mm -hmm. let's call it secondary trauma right but the the hard part about us as therapists processing that information is that we have a conceptualization an idea or a theory of how do you process these things right Mm -hmm. so you identify the feeling you sit with your feeling and you figure it out and then you let it go and the reality is that that letting go piece is very hard Mm -hmm. like it's if I could literally grab it and take it out, we, we would. <laughs> but sometimes we just hug it and we don't even realize we're hugging it. Mm-hmm. And so what I really like what you're saying or what I find attractive of what you're saying is that you're able to grasp it without necessarily having to identify it mm-hmm. and not necessarily having to process it and just release it to wherever yeah. it needs to be released. I mean, that sounds really cool for me. because yeah, all emotions, thoughts, beliefs, all of it is, is energy. All of it gets stored in our body as energy. Mm-hmm. Um, same as our experiences, dramatic experiences, right? So not just like big, the big trauma, but also if you have, for example, a teacher telling you something like, oh, you'll never amount to anything, or you have a parent say something, you know, those little things mm-hmm. that kind of sting, all of that gets stored as energy in our bodies. 
So to be able to, anytime you experience anything, to just know that you can just release it. And part of it is just having the intention that you can just let it go. Um, and it's like, it's really simple, but we don't often believe it because a part of it, part of it also, we want things to be complicated a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, logical. Or logical. And it's not always like that. Um, but I think it leaves room to miss a lot of things. Something that you said just now, like, kind of like hit me because how like little things like that right like our everyday life in mm-hmm. therapy again we call it big t's little mm-hmm. t's little traumas big traumas um but little things like that like maybe a friend a sister a co-worker makes a comment mm-hmm. and like we take it all in that mm-hmm. energy right and then again in therapy we we explain that sometimes and well the, if you talk like that to your child that becomes their internal voice and later mm-hmm. in life they have self-esteem issues but also that energy gets stored and then we have health problems, mm-hmm. right? And then we have all these things that when we think about it, we say like, oh, I've never really happened in my life. Like I had a relatively good life. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. abused. I didn't have a big trauma yet. I have all of this going on, mm-hmm. but it is because it's the little things, the oh, little yeah. T's yeah. or, or generational trauma. That mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So it's going to be those little things. It can be generational trauma or it can be also like the foods that we eat, eat the toxins, it can mm-hmm. be a lot of different things can add slowly adds through the, our lifetime. And the more and if we don't release, then then at some point, it can accumulate enough to contribute to physical illnesses or to contribute to depression to contribute, you know, to contribute mm-hmm. to things like that. So a lot of energy work is more about identifying some of that and just those imbalances like that energy that's stuck. And that's stuck, whether it could be those negative beliefs or that negative worldview, you know, mm. whether it could be those trapped emotions um, and just being able to being able to release it. Mm. So kind of like a massage when you go get a, like a physical massage, like a, you, the knots that you have on your neck and your back, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing through energy. Releasing. Releasing. Yeah. That. Yes. I'm trying to put even though with, so with so with Reiki. Um, that how a session how a session goes it's the person does lay down on a massage table mm-hmm. but it's fully closed because the massages you take out take out your clothes mm-hmm. it's fully closed you lay down on the massage table um, and um, you've already like a client fills out like an intake papers already know if they have illnesses if they have any like depression anxiety any emotional stuff or mental stuff like brain fog you know different things and so the whole session they're laying down and they're relaxed um, they're, the part of the client is more is more having setting the intention for themselves, of setting the intention of what they want to bring to to the healing, mm. because we're we're all healers in our own way. Where our bodies, every you know, every body has the ability to heal. So if the client sets intention at the beginning of the Reiki session that okay, I want to I want to bring peace or clarity or I want to release this pain, just with that intention and then laying down. And then the rest is me releasing, doing that energy work, finding those imbalances and releasing it. So with Reiki, you um, it's a light touch, or it could be just you know putting my hands right over that person's body. And so the Reiki practitioner is more like a channel for for that for the energy. And because your body already knows how to heal, then with the body what uses that extra energy, and your body already knows like what where is it needed the most? Is it needed the most in a specific part of the body for a physical issue? Mm. Is it needed the most where there's pain? Is it needed the most where in an emotional area or you know mental area? And so your body already knows how to use it, um, and so it's and that's where it that's where the energy tends to go. Mm-hmm. Um, now with with Reiki, what I like is that it's very intuitive. Um, 
because you know therapy is very more like we talk even mm-hmm. though there's other modalities where it's not talk therapy but right. um but with reiki it's very intuitive and i depending on where that person has those like conditions or those things and i, I kind of go where where i feel like it's the energy is needed the most and then i focus more on those areas mm-hmm. i i've i've received reiki work from tanya before not on Tiberos. And I, you know, when you go to a massage, like you, I, I love the way that you like compared it to a massage mm-hmm. because when they pop your, your, your knots, you kind of feel this like, I, I, I can't even use the word, but like a you release. like a release. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like you have a little bubble in there and then it pops and then you just kind of feel it spread mm-hmm. and sometimes it's very painful sometimes it feels really good um and so i did reiki with uh, tanya before and that same feeling that i got from a masseuse right like just or massage therapist doing the the not releasing i felt it on my shoulders and on my back and and i remember getting out of there and just being as lightheaded as i was when when i did the when i when i've done massages before Um, the difference in between the massage at the time and, and the Reiki is that massage, there's like physical soreness that I experienced and it lasted about, it usually lasts about a day or two, but then I was back being stressed and then I had to go back. But when I did the Reiki, I felt pretty good for about two weeks, like just very, like it felt like things just fell off. And it's funny to say that, but like it. There are a lot of things that used to phase me or stress me out. During that time, I felt like it was like, eh, I'll be fine. It was, it was, but then again, I really do believe in these things a mm-hmm. lot. I do believe in energy and vibes. And I've said this before in the podcast, like, I'm really picky with my friends. I really sit there and try to like figure out what they're like. Um, there's definitely been friends that are not as positive, but I, I think like I come in and, and, and I can really feel my friends and say you know this person either really needs me or they really have good intentions and then i can get stuck with them for a long time Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but not that i'm a good judge of character but just like that energy or feeling comfortable with people Mm -hmm. really i don't know i really do believe in like energy and stuff and we're just talking about plants you know like if you talk about it to plants and you keep saying these negative things plants will deteriorate after a while so this if it if we are part of the nature the world if we are part of this universe how does it work on the plants and it doesn't work on us you know Mm -hmm. i think it's important we need sunlight there are studies that show that we need sunlight if not we get sick Mm -hmm. you know we need uh connection with other humans there's studies that show that your brain will literally go crazy if you don't connect to other humans if you don't have a a safe attachment so why why do we then not pay attention to energy you know i mean it's because it's not it's not something that we pay attention to every day i mean we don't question how for example you get on the car and you can listen to the radio that all works through energy there's different vibrations different frequencies we don't question certain frequencies because it's more in a day-to-day life right um but it's but it's because we're not paying attention how for example if you think of somebody and if you may, if like if, if half hour later they call you, that's because you're connected energetically with that person. Mm-hmm. But we're not often often like um, 
we often think, oh, that's coincidence or that's, you know, we don't think that it's, we, it's energy and we're all connected. So if you think positively of somebody, then they'll get that energy, you know what I mean, from you. If you think negatively, negatively of somebody, you can be like, oh, I don't like this person. And then they might, they might feel it too. You it know? sounds a lot like prayer, right? Like mm -hmm. you, I often feel like a lot of the things that haven't happened to me or have happened to me is because my mom's been praying for me mm -hmm. and and there's assurance into that like I feel I feel that like I, I text her and I say mom thank you for praying like mm -hmm. I could I could tell that I was like yeah you know safe today because of your prayers you know and not that I I found a prayer in front of my face or anything it's just that I I felt like this random peace or I felt like mm -hmm. oh my mom my mom's prayers protected me from this crazy shit. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like we believe in prayer. We believe in God. Why can't mm -hmm. we believe? I don't know. It just sounds very related. Yeah. yeah. So where does it come from, Tanya? Like, like Reiki energy work. Is it like, um, I mean, so energy to begin with is all around us, right? All mm -hmm. around us. And it's also inside us. So it's, it's what makes your heart move and beat. It's what makes everything in your, in your body kind of move. It's just mm -hmm. we're not used to thinking about, oh, how come my heart beats? <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? Right. Like, so, but the more you think about energy more in that sense, when you think about everything's energy and you start living your life every day and thinking about it, it, it kind of clicks and makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, Reiki specifically, though, is more, it comes more from Japan from the 1920s. Um, a monk named um, Osui was the one that kind of had that like spiritual experience that be able to connect to that energy and from there um, he passed it on you know to from master to students to mm -hmm. some of his students and then it just continued to progress but he was able to you know help with a lot of people being able to help through the healing I don't say that Reiki people that Reiki practitioners heal um, because we're not like we're not healers per se, we're just more the, the guide or the conduit <clears throat> of that energy that's around us. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's a big point and I'm glad you're talking about that because culturally, and I think we've, we've mentioned this in the podcast too, we're so like immediate gratification and I can speak for myself in here too because when I was going through a lot of my health issues that there were no answers in the Western medicine, like MRIs, MRAs, labs, they mm -hmm. did it all. Yet, I still don't have answers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I have an answer, but eh, I don't think it is. But um, but it's it's so, we're so used to immediate, like, I want it now. And I try acupuncture, and I try more of the Eastern mm -hmm. medicine type of modalities, but I don't have the patience for it. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm going to take accountability for that. I'm horrible <laughs> with anything, like, whether it's, like, exercise, nutrition, yeah. sticking to something takes a little bit a lot of it to yeah. me for me um but now when you're talking about this and we're not healers like if i go to a session with you if i don't feel that immediate release that you're like you're saying Dulce, because my buy-in is not there or like my intentions are not honestly willing and ready to commit to the change i might not see the change and might not feel the difference and then it'll be very easy for me to say like all right that didn't work that's juju bullshit that people yeah. like, you know what i mean like it's, again culturally we have this misconception and stereotypes of like brujeria and like that's a psychic thing and we don't believe in that and don't do that but that could be a barrier culturally for me to continue to go well and the and the funny thing about what you're saying or ironic thing of what you're saying is that 
like you can easily say sit here and be like oh i don't believe in reiki or that's weird stuff or whatever but then you're willing to pay not not you specifically right just people in general mm-hmm. are willing to pay 75 dollars a month to go 20 minutes every week for a yoga session you know and then you're like well what about yoga like that's an eastern culture thing right. but because it's hype and because people right. are starting to notice <laughs> they feel better yeah. yeah like oh then it's it in works. hollywood yeah right yeah. right but it's it's Sim- I'm going to say similar modalities. I'm not going to say the same thing. But, you know, here you have a specific pose that helps your energy move from A to B. And the person can stretch better and look how strong they are. You know, oh, that's great. But then Reiki. Oh, I don't know about that. So I, I think a lot of, like, the the culture, the buy-in, the stereotype that's mm-hmm. around it affects that hesitation less fear of the unknown or because we don't understand it then we kind of discount it Mm -hmm. right and the funny thing is is as therapists if we're working with a patient who has anxiety right and said patient hasn't talked about their traumatic past or client i don't like to call patients patients but we have a client that has anxiety what do we do coping mechanisms and grounding techniques like that's our number Mm -hmm. one thing right what are grounding techniques meditation Mm -hmm. sitting in the present connecting your body to the world Mm -hmm. if we can say like walk outside barefoot for 20 minutes so you can ground yourself and figure out where you are what are you doing you're connecting to the trees you're connecting Mm -hmm. to the planet you are connecting your energy to the floor Mm -hmm. right like just because there isn't the quote-unquote appropriate western like research term for it then we Mm -hmm. don't we have to call it something. It has to be called affirmations, right. not law of attraction, right? Like it has to be called reframe rather than understanding our energy, right? Like it's, it to me, it, it that hesitation, I think it's connected to the lack of it being mainstream. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, personally, I grew up with a very old school grandma where we have teas for everything. <laughs> and we believe in susto and empacho you know these are all like things that happen we in in the therapy world we call we like to call them somatic symptoms of trauma right but in in our culture it specifically with me susto is a it's a real thing mm-hmm. and we and, and we fix it with garlic and a massage well and then garlic pharma- might be in other places so yeah i mean that. pharmaceuticals didn't exist forever right but that's mm-hmm. all we know because right. that's what this lifetime right what this generation what we're dealing with but mm-hmm. before pharmaceuticals existed that's how we it was all energy work a lot of healers and shamans and all of that they, they, they mm-hmm. did energy work we use herbs they use different things right so right. it's just we've gone away from that um, and be just because it's not talked about as much and it's considered alter- like quote alternative medicine which mm-hmm. you know, and insurance don't and insurance doesn't cover it and just because of it. that you know it's easier to say no I'm not doing that just you know we're just, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go to the doctor and get a pill yeah because it's easier it is right like I, mean, I can't my insurance can cover those MRIs that I was talking about the medication the steroids the everything yet they're not going to cover my sessions with you Mm-hmm. Right, and it's a it's a thing. Like some people can't afford that because people, we were colonized. Uh-huh. Some people can't <laughs> afford that, and that can be a barrier too. Right, mm-hmm. like to 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 re- again to maintain the consistency. Speaking for myself, like trying to do that alter- alternative medicine out of pocket can be pretty, like expensive. Yeah, I mean I, TMI, but I pay seventy five dollars a session for my individual therapy every time out of pocket, and then I pay. 
$100 for my couples therapy, like, I'm probably spending yeah. about $300 a month on, I you know, therapy. Pocket, yeah. Part of it is how much you want it to, right? For mm-hmm. me, before I started getting into energy work, I got to the point where I said, okay, I've tried everything of what, you know, what society tells me I should be trying, right? Mm-hmm. Going to the regular doctor, getting a pills, and I tried all that stuff. And when none of that worked, feeling that un- so uncomfortable saying this can't be the rest of my life. This can't mm-hmm. be it. I'm not meant to i'm not meant to live with all this pain or feeling sick you know feel being sick all the time yeah i I was sick for every three months and it would last for a month so i was pretty much sick all the time Mm -hmm. and it got to be to that point where i got so uncomfortable that i said i needed to do whatever it takes to figure out other there has to be something else Mm -hmm. and that's you know for some people might get might take to that point where you say okay i've tried everything nothing's worked maybe trying something different that i've never tried before maybe it's worth risking and trying something new yeah and and prioritizing right because we spend money on starbucks every day (laughs) and like amazon prime nonsense that we don't need right and yet to pay for something like this we're like uh too much right yeah is it though like stop drinking starbucks for like three months (laughs) you can have a session well and i think like at some point if you because you said something earlier that you said you've always been curious Mm -hmm. but if somebody is not curious like that right Mm -hmm. and this is all they know i think you get to a point where you're like well i'm gonna have to take it anxiety medication for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or i'm gonna have to take antidepressants for the rest of my life like there's no uh if that's all you know there's not really any understanding or or hope i guess is the right word that you're ever gonna have a quote-unquote normal life um the other thing that i was gonna ask you as we're going on this rap before i forget how do you educate yourself on these practices i we hear a lot of like coaches going on and and i know that Sometimes coaches can be super helpful because they provide the right affirmations and the right support. And then we can have the other side of the token where coaches just name themselves coaches and they don't really have that certification. And then they try to fix mental health issues. And then we have patients who have a lot of issues because of that. Where do you get certification for Reiki? What does that look like? We always talk about, oh, therapy, you have to get this license and all these hours of supervision and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So How energy does... work and life coaching, those are two areas that they're not being, that we don't have a board, it's not regulated, we don't mm-hmm. have, there's no licensure. Um, like every profession, you're going to have some people that even if they take all the steps, right, they might be good and ethical and, you know, mm-hmm. do the right things and other people might have, might not be as good with their boundaries or their yeah. ethics, right? Oh, like, yeah. like every profession. Um, but yeah, I've in all the in all the different areas um, that I work in, I've I've gotten training for because I think training is important before you're able to say I practice this or that. Um, and there's a lot of the training is either in person or online, especially now with the pandemic. A lot of things have moved online, so there's different associations and different um, just different people that are uh, practitioners that have had a lot of years of experience that are providing training. So what I incur- I mean, what I tell people, like same as if you're going to hire somebody to do, if you're going to book a session of, of energy work, I would tell people do the research, you know, ask questions um, mm-hmm. and only, you know, only book with somebody or 
get a training if it feels like it resonates with you it feels right you know not if, if people are pressuring you or trying to trick you into you know trying to trick you into buying the training or buying the course that's not that's not somewhere you want to be mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it's it's like that with therapy too like you do your research to hire a yeah. therapist and I think it's important to keep that in mind because like you're saying, like a lot of people can just say like, I'm a, I'm a life coach right. and they don't really have the training or the intention or anything yeah. <laughs> to back that up. And then I go there as a client, as a patient, as a consumer, whatever. And then I don't get the outcome. Then now it's like everyone in that field sucks. And, and you know, and the, uh, I think what I hear you saying is you can have a crappy LPC. Right. You can have a crappy LCSW. And these are like the little letters after our names. You can have a full-blown doctorate in psychology, mm-hmm. right? And they, therapy is just like, oh my God, that was so painful. Yeah, because right? a part so. of it is finding somebody that's a good fit for you. But part of it is also finding somebody that's done their own work. Because same as, same as in therapy, um, therapists need to be doing their own work, right? Mm-hmm. So that they can do good work and not have their stuff interfere. Same with energy work. Energy practitioners also have to be doing their work. Because the more clean I maintain my energy, the more mm-hmm. um, I release my, my stuff and make sure that it doesn't impact, doesn't interfere with se- when I'm doing sessions. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the questions that you can ask too. Like just if you're um, trying to book a session asking questions of you know how long you've been doing this work do you have any training mm. certifications and do you do your own work because you have to um a lot of the work that like reiki i can do on myself I, the other modalities i can do on myself so the more i keep myself grounded and clear from all of that then it's then it's gonna impact the client okay so what can i expect as a client i kind of want to now we've been, we've been through the education, like what to look for when you're trying to book somebody or if you're more interested in trying something like this. Tanya's given us some tips already of what to ask, where it comes from. So I kind of want to know now if I, let's say I'm going to see you, and I know you already explained like going to the table and the, the way you do it. As a client, as a patient, what should I, what can I expect going to see you? Is it, because again, my culture is... <coughs> taking over and i'm thinking i go there and you already like almost like what dulce was saying like i walk in the room and you already can see my aura my my energy and you're gonna tell me like girl like you got a lot of shit going on like let me take that from you right again that's my culture jumping in that i expect you to know what's wrong with me quote unquote right right? like patients do when they come see us um so what can i expect as a client is that how it works like you can feel my energy and how crappy it is or like you know what I mean? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, Diagnose me right now. Uh, tell me, Tanya, me what's tell wrong with me? me. <laughs> you know, yep, you're accurate. Every energy worker has different, because we're all intuitive. Even mm-hmm. therapists are all intuitive. Right. Um, everybody, everybody senses it differently. Some people see energy, other people feel it, other mm-hmm. people just are. So every, every worker is a little bit different. But what I but what we do is as you come in to a session, we talk a little bit about some of the things what you're what you're looking for if you have pain any medical stuff you know, and what's your intention, mm-hmm. um, and then you lay down and I you know I do the do the work to Reiki. While you're there, you can experience all different types of sensations. Some mm-hmm. people experience tingling or heat or cold or a little bit of pressure. Um, everybody's experience is different because. 
even even from session to session it's going to be different because your body's in a different place depending on what you've been living through in between sessions mm. depending on let's, let's say just from foods to your own like emotional experience so each even each session is going to be a little bit different so what i what i often tell people is to have no expectations to just come have it have the intention of i would like clarity of this but then release all of that and just the more you can relax um and just whatever whatever sensations you're experiencing knowing that it all it all flows and ebbs and flows you know mm -hmm. so even if you have a little bit of pressure it tends it goes away and if it becomes too uncomfortable i tell people feel free to tell me and i can adjust um and but then at the end of the session typically what what most of my clients tell me they're feeling more relaxed they're feeling calmer more grounded um they're feeling less pain they tell me they sleep better um so it, yeah and like i said everybody's a little bit different but it helps the immune system because as you release imbalances then your body then is able to your body's able to start healing the parts that it needs to heal but it also helps your immune system so that it's stronger and it's able to then also work on that part mm -hmm. okay. so so when you leave a session most people feel more relaxed um, some, sometimes you can feel a little bit more loopy or more like depending on how much you've released. Mm. And then that, then that's when I tell people to drink a lot of water. Same as after a massage, you have to drink a lot of water so that the energy keeps flowing and keeps leaving. Um, but yeah, as you, you know, just drink water and more, more of the grounding, grounding things so that when you leave, when you leave the session, you're feeling okay and able to drive. Mm -hmm. Is there any fear of as a client, I go see you and let's say I have a more of an emotional injury, trauma. Mm -hmm. Is this something that can also help through mm -hmm. energy heal? And should I be scared that I'm going to open wounds that I'm not ready to open? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, yeah, it does, it does help with healing trauma. Um, but like I said, depending on how, depending on how many things you, how many stuff you have going on, mm -hmm. Reiki tends to tends that when you when you do that when you in the middle of the Reiki session your body uses that energy for when it's needed the most so whether it's trauma whether it's physical illness okay. so it depends you might have to if you have a lot of trauma you might need a series of sessions mm -hmm. you know to to start healing all the different layers of it it's very very much like peeling the layers of an of an onion mm -hmm. you know you start with the with the outer one with the one that you you know and then you keep going deeper and deeper so the more you go to sessions depending on them how what your life experience is mm -hmm. you might need to go to a series of sessions before you can start seeing more of the healing in that sense mm -hmm. okay. yeah because i like again i'm visual so i'm imagining literally like the session yeah. and then the energy going to that if i have maybe like some stress for the week that something like a really something that just happened recently and I'm tense about it and tension and stress, maybe the energy is going to go there to heal that. And then yeah. that's, I have some health issues, go and right. heal that. And then eventually we get to the deeper layers that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your body's intuitive. I mean, if, if you, um, if you scratch yourself or you have your body knows how to heal all that kind of mm, stuff. Yeah. So your body already knows when it receives that, that, that Reiki energy, your body knows where it's needed right now. Mm -hmm. And each session is going to be different depending on where you're at. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like those layers of an onion. If you go one session, kind of like the same with therapy. If you go one session to therapy, it's not like you're yeah. going to be cured and mm -hmm. fixed. <laughs> you know, you need, yeah. there's, you need to, it's, you need to go for a while. Um, but what I do have clients tell me is that all of, most of them feel a lot, you know, relaxed, less stress, mm -hmm. you know, after each session. But the more you go, the deeper you can get into the healing. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, yeah. Um, have you, it has, well, let me ask this question, and this is more towards the end of our, of our 120 million questions we ask you, but do you have patients or clients who have been going with you for a while and are now cured, quote unquote, or is this, I guess my question is, is Reiki something that you should, that should be like your sole thing to go to and then magic wand you are cured of everything or is this more of like a supplemental or you know what i mean i I feel like there's this idea that every client that we get is gonna go and go to a psychiatrist and get the right medication Mm -hmm. and go to therapy for a couple years and then they're fixed and that's not accurate guys what is that is that the same for reiki is that different yeah i I definitely encourage people to use Reiki in addition to other things that they're already doing. So if they're already going to therapy, already taking medications, already um, if you have medical issues and you're already getting certain types of treatment, Reiki does complement a lot of that. Um, I wouldn't say there's like, you know, you can't say there's only one thing that's going to fix everything, mm-hmm. right? Yep, and yep. so, and or in one session it's going to be fixed. Um, with all my medical conditions, I still have because I've been, I've been doing this for a few years and I've been healing different layers of it. As I've had since probably 18 till my night until now, I've <laughs> had a lot of inflammation, a lot of different things. So it ha- it does take time sometimes um, to be able to, to heal it. But I, but I use a variety of things, not just energy work. I also, you know, take herbs and supplements and I, you know, there's a lot of other things that I do. So I wouldn't say energy, you know, energy work, any energy work is the one and only thing to try, but it's a good complement to the, you know, to medications, to therapy, to all the other things that you're already doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like we were saying, it's the different, um, kind of like that wall that we were saying with through talk right. therapy, right. Or any other modality of therapy, you hit that wall and then goes to the deeper level. Mm-hmm. So maybe my medication's doing something, something, my therapy's doing something, my, mm-hmm awareness and cutting off toxic people of my life is doing something but then this will complement that layer that i can't yeah. necessarily reach through my conscious self of mm-hmm. being able to say this is what it is mm-hmm. and going to see someone like you or you then that can hopefully yeah. help me get to that yeah because i think like we forget that the human being is multifaceted like mm-hmm. we don't we're not a one size fits all mm-hmm. or one layer right. person right like we have I don't. I can't remember if we talked about it during self care session, but we were talking about session, <laughs> our podcast last time. We were talking about the different, like cups that you have to fill up. You have the spiritual, the sexual, the physical, mm-hmm. the uh, social, emotional, and like we can't live just using spiritual, and then everything else is gonna be fixed, or we can't just use the sexual side, and then everything else is gonna be fixed. Like we have to continue to complement. Mm-hmm all of the different parts of ourselves in order to get to a point where we feel quote-unquote whole mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and i mean it's, it's going to be maintenance work too right like we said with therapy before too even if once you get that big release of like Whew, things are steady now of course the maintenance of continuing to see you because we continue to consume all those energies like you were saying even like it's not like you open this wound, you fix it, the energy goes where it needs to go, and then you're healed, out you go, and you never right. see your person again, right? Like, it, it is that maintenance because we continue to interact with people. I take energy from Dulce, from work, mm-hmm. from whatever in my life, yeah. right? So going to see you for maintenance would be 
Is that typically what yeah. you see? And I typically, um, the, as I get to know the, the client, I, I like to give them different things that they can do because there, there's a lot of things that we can do to manage our energy that's pretty simple. That way you're not always having to rely for the rest of your life on somebody specifically. Mm-hmm. But the more you learn about those, like, those different techniques, then you can do them on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I like to study different modalities because they all bring different things. Um, mm. But as I learn more, then I then I get, like to give clients, hey, you can do this every day to kind of help your, keep your energy strong mm-hmm. um, or do this so you're not absorbing other people's stuff. Mm. So I like to give, you know, different, you know, tools like that. Is there any tools? And I know this is very individual, right? Like if I go see you, my needs are going to be very different than Dulce's. And right, I get that. And you can't really necessarily say, hey, go do this because you don't know what the person's going through or has been through. But is there anything? Is there like a, a skill or a tool or a technique that you can share with our listeners and with us here? That is very superficial, like something very minimal, of course, nothing deep. But is there anything that we can that you can share with us right now to leave us with like maybe try this yeah yeah so <laughs> to, like give so, the answers <laughs> so to avoid absorbing other people's stuff because we all we all do that right some people more than others um one thing you can do is kind of like pretend you're in a um kind of like an astronaut suit and just you, what you can do is either shield up or visualize you're sipping up so what you do is you put your hand you know by like lower than your belly button and then you imagine and you go up and you imagine that you're just sipping it up up until that like part of yeah and then you can even visualize also from the back of on your back lower back and just go up and just you can use your intention or visualize that you're completely sipping it up all the way back to your nose that is so crazy (laughs) like i just did it and i felt it yay I'm that much little, like, weirded out. <laughs> I know. She's blushing, guys. Yeah. I wish we were doing this no, in person. As, as I did the, like, the astronaut thing that mm-hmm. you just said, like, as Tanya was telling us over here, guys, we were, Dulce and I are sitting next to each other, and we were kind of, like, following what she was doing. And I, I almost felt, like, this energy, yeah. right? Because that's what it is. But, like, almost like a bubble that protected mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally just felt that. I would love for you guys to be able to see Tanya's face right now. It's like a ghost just touched her. Maybe that's what it is. But, um, because I, and I don't know, and, and Dulce and I talked about this, and that's why we uh, invited Tanya today, because I wouldn't put myself necessarily in the category of I don't believe in this, or I fully have the buy-in and I believe it, but... There is some hesitation. And like I said, it could be my culture, my upbringing, um, my own education, whatever. But uh, I tend to be more like, eh. Mm-hmm. And I've seen things like you were saying, like coaches and people that get these labels or just name themselves that. And then like they're taking advantage of people. So I'm I'm a little like cautious about mm-hmm. things like this. But I that's why I'm like freaking out right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I don't believe it, but... I literally just did what you said, and mm-hmm. I felt this, like, bubble mm-hmm. of, like, protection around me, like, yeah. keeping me away from dulces. Yeah, <laughs> I always make Tanya rush out. Like, I, mean, I don't know no, what I don't it think is. you do. It's my life. <laughs> <laughs> and every time we record, like, we start talking about, like, personal stuff, and 
And then it just you just see like oh this uncomfort coming up. But I, as you guys know, I'm that person in everybody's life. I come and poke. <laughs> but I'm gonna just start get uncomfortable. Get <laughs> uncomfortable. That's why she's at this podcast. But I thought like I thank you for sharing that because I can totally like see myself and I probably will forget because of my procrastination and whatever. That's how my brain functions. But like I can totally like I was already thinking like at work there are some people that I can suit up around and like not want to take their their stuff and that's in life too yeah and that's a very simple one that's a very simple one i use it every day before i leave my house that Mm -hmm. way because you know as we see clients um or if we let's say you go to a supermarket you're around a lot of people you know what i mean that way you make sure that you know your energy your energy stays clean stays you only have you only have your stuff and you're not absorbing other people's stuff Mm mm-hmm um, and it happens a lot more than we think it does. Uh, we, oh, you sure. know, so then I u- usually do it at the beginning, be, um, in the morning, right before I leave. I leave, you know, my house. So we are sipping up. You start the zipper on your belly button, lower, and then more, lower, lower belly more button like your, your, on the pubic bone. On the pubic bone. Okay, yeah. and, and then, then you, you zip up to your nose, right, with both mm-hmm. hands. You're yes. sipping up to your nose, and you're setting the intention because with energy work, intention is important. So you set the intention that you're sipping up. You're kind of like just closing, and then and then you go lower back, lower back with one hand. And then you go up, and then you... And from your other hand, it's like in the upper back. So imagine you're like have this dress that has a zipper on the back. Like a surfer, right? The, the people that surf those wetsuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have yep. a zipper with the cord. Yeah. Yep. yep. So you, you have one hand towards your lower back going up to your upper back, and then the other hand on your upper back reaching down. Right. And if you don't touch, then you can just use intention that you're touching. And then with the other hand, just keep going up. So with your upper hand, you go over your head and then close with both hands mm-hmm. around your nose again. So it's kind of like a upper suit mm-hmm. that you're putting on. I've used this for a long time because, again, she's my <laughs> friend. And every time that I have a tough, I know that there's a tough session coming. I come in with empathy for the client, but closure for me to not hold on to stuff. And it mm-hmm. definitely has helped. So, Thank you for sharing that. I like yes. it. Um, we do want to ask you 120 more questions, but we're running out of time and we can stay here for like three hours. Yeah, our I think episodes we're have, tend to be a little. Yeah. So on our next, uh, not our next episode, but in the future, we definitely want to ask you more questions of the other certifications that you have. Yeah. And thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for inviting me. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Anything that you want to leave them with or us or anything um so if you want to reach my website it's www.tanialopezsepero.com how do you spell that t-a-n-i-a-l-o p as in peter e z as in zebra c as in cat e p as in peter e-r-o dot com dot com and through there they can they read can, more about you yes. about maybe potentially reaching out to book a session yes okay you do have group Reiki, right? Are you still doing that? or is this Not still right, now, right now, but in the future I might. Okay. So if you guys are still like on the edge, not really sure that you want to go full blown, um, mm-hmm. you can ask her for maybe of that distance Reiki and see how you mm-hmm. feel. And if it trips you out the way that it trips out Tanya here. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know. <laughs> I was like, what was that feeling? <laughs> Should have seen her face. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys later.
Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember, this is not a replacement for therapy. Professional help is always available. Don't be scared to sit with your elephant. Until next time. Bye. Bye.